If you or a loved one has suffered from reality television, Amazon, or cherry cola flavored products, in today's episode we give you the inside scoop on seeking financial restitution. My name is Cole, and welcome to Catch Up with Crab Legs. Hey, here we are with the possibly second official episode. What should the no, title no. of this one be? <laughs> first official episode. Okay, first official episode. <laughs> but what should the title be? Uh, the title? Man, I think you were calling a little early to... Uh, All right, we'll title, title it. The... We'll title it at the end. We'll decide oh, yeah, yeah. what this is about, and then we'll title it's gotta it. It's got to be about end. what the content is, you know. It'll be audience voted, and the audience is you and me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Tiebreaker will be making fire. I watched the Survivor finale last night. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I didn't even realize that the the finale w- was going on, or even the season was going on. But yeah, me and Amelia, we watched Survivor, even though it's kind of like a. It's definitely more popular in like. 90s early 2000s but it's still got a big following a huge God, following crazy it's crazy speaking of that though like a lot of people would like to be on survivor and i think that'd be cool to try out being on survivor mm-hmm. but you know it'd be cooler than being on survivor like a contestant what a chance to win a million dollars you know just, just being jeff probst and like hosting survivor and yeah. making you know a quarter million <laughs> yeah i think so too i don't know because <laughs> he's on every season of survivor and he's always left so i imagine this that's some pretty good money too i would not mind being part of either the build team who oh, makes all the, con- the contraptions or um one of the game makers to be honest um because like they have some kind of well i mean really because they have like immunity they have like setups they, they you know there's no nobody told them to make alliances or nothing but like they have a system set up and it kind of forces people to do that you know like you know i gotta call myself out i initially like rolled my eyes like ah survivor like holy shit we're still talking about this (laughs) but like you're right like there are some reality tv show competitions that are i like the idea of like i understand why people watch game shows like i get it it's I mean, it's it's the old Let's Play, isn't it? Like, people yeah. are watching like Let's Plays of games on the on YouTube and stuff like that. But like, it, it's it's kind of a not really wish fulfillment, but just like, a, oh man, if I was in that situation, I would have done this or something like that. It's oh, kind yeah, of like yeah. armchair. You kind of imagine yourself in their place. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's now I will say I, I like, consider that. It's kind of like wrestling where, like, I feel like you have to understand that, you know, there's definitely a fake component to it. Like, they're not mm-hmm. actually out there in the wild on their own surviving and everything. Yeah, because I don't think so anyway. <laughs> there are inhabitants to that island very, very yeah. often. Like, and I do think it's kind of scummy for us to be like, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're in the wild <laughs> South Pacific, and, and I don't know how anybody yeah. survives out here. And if you, like, take the camera, pan outwards, <laughs> helicopter shot around the island, Boom, there's people living there. And it's like, well And I feel like they've died down on trying that uh trying to display that. Cause now like one of their reward challenges this past year, it was kinda mm-hmm. cool. Um the reward challenges, one, they get food because that's always part of it. Of usually. course. But two, they get to like hand out like uh toys and stuff like that to the local kids, which I thought oh, was pretty okay. cool. You know? All right, yeah. I mean yeah, like obviously, like if I sit there and think, if I look at this in the lens of a critic, obviously I'll be like, oh, whatever. But you know, like <laughs> reeling it back, it's like, 
well, the original challenges were like, you get to eat as many cookies as you want, hype up on sugar, something that you probably don't need right now. And they're like, yeah. narf, 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 narf. And like, uh, so but at the same time, I do think there's an element of truth there. Because like when they do have the challenges where it's like, oh, you can jump down and sacrifice your chances for a muni idol for a peanut butter and jelly. And to be honest, and just like, imagine if you did that, and then you bit into it, and you found out he used crunchy peanut butter. Oh my god! I'd be like, I mean, I'd be livid. I'd be like, I jumped down for this. Well, here's crunchy the thing. peanut butter. Here's the thing, hunger is the best spice. I did not come up with. Actually, no, I did come up with that. Uh, TM TM TM. Um, but because there's something like because uh, right now. Uh, since we're in the middle of a move and in between uh, paychecks, we've been kind of playing a little tight to the belt, right? And so it's been we've been watching a lot of the Food Network, which is probably <laughs> our real, our biggest. Mainly, it's uh, Cutthroat Kitchen, which I would love to try to be on. I am not a cook. I just want to meet Alton Brown. But um, oh, speaking if of you which. haven't watched if you haven't watched Cutthroat Kitchen, you should um, because you are missing out. Alton Brown is from Cleveland, Georgia, so I like to claim him, but. Um, Speaking of which, well, which real quick, mm. uh, this is mainly for you, but uh, and the audience can know. Uh, I am the audience. <laughs> <laughs> there's a YouTube show called Hot Ones where you go through and you eat progressively hotter wings while this guy yeah people yeah and Alton Phil Brown was on, on that. that. Oh, nice! And that one was really good. So if you haven't seen that, you should watch it. Uh, same oh. goes for whoever's listening to this. Yeah, like uh, uh, Caitlin was watching Hot Ones when Philip DeFranco was on it. Yeah, um, I watched that which one. Is, yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Really cool idea. It is. Also, I just want to eat some hot wings. But we're, we've been talking, you know, between us, just like, you know, we're going to be good in a little while, so we're not too worried about it. We're just, of course, like budgeting a little bit more mindfully uh, now. And I'm sitting there thinking just like, the only thing in my mind, you know, people tend to like have this one thing that they hold on to, that that is the, their status of living. And, like, you know, some people are like, ah, we're super poor, and that just means they can't go on a cruise or something like that. And it's like, well, cruises are expensive, so that's kind of – it's it's all relative, right? My one yeah, what thing – Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a guess. What is my one thing that I'm missing out on right now? Zaxby's. Yes, you're 100% <laughs> right. That kick and chicken sandwich, when I go get it, when I can afford the $6.41 that it takes me to go buy a kick and chicken sandwich meal for Zaxby's, that is when I made it. That is when I made it. And that, my next kick and chicken sandwich is going to be so good. I'm telling you, I've been making, using deli chicken and like cooking it, toasting the, the buttering and toasting bread, and then putting like hot sauce on it, just going like, I wish this was the real thing. But like, I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm making a mean sandwich now, but I am taking their recipe so um so yeah that's that's definitely the status quo for me right now is zaxby's money like how your mom used to be you're like i want mcdonald's she's like you guys you got mcdonald money we don't got mcdonald money so or we don't got zaxby's money so uh (laughs) (laughs) no but speaking of good good ideas for reality tv and stuff i've always thought it'd be a really good idea because occasionally i'll watch the cooking stuff i'm not Mm -hmm. too into it but occasionally i'll watch it but i've always loved cooking shows it would be a really interesting idea to have like the professional cooks cooking, but instead of professional cooks as judges, you have mm. normal everyday people. Oh, and then the yes. challenges are a little bit more uh, relevant for everyday people. It's like, oh, okay, you have to be able to make this in 20 minutes. Because most yeah. people, they get home, they want to make dinner as quick as possible. Make or you have to make this make for a, less than 10 lunch. bucks or something, you know? Yeah, like your, your, your kid's going to school. 
It has it's, to survive in, in a morning. lunchbox and yeah. 60, 70 degree weather all day, you know? Mm-hmm. What would you make? I think that would be a really interesting show. That would. And that like, would relate to a lot more people in the audience and be more actually, useful and not just entertaining. Com- combine it. Combine it with Supermarket Sweep. Like, uh, are you familiar with the concept of Supermarket Sweep? No. Okay, so it used to be a game show. Explain for our audience, not for me. I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are the audience. But uh, Supermarket Sweep uh, used to be a game show, like, ages ago. Like, we're saying, like, 70s, 80s. And I think there are versions of it that kind of trickled on. Kind of like Family Feud. There's, It's always existed throughout history. It's just been changing its form. Um, and, like, and I mean throughout history. Uh, but uh, when uh, – what do you think the four score in 20 years ago meant? Uh, that's, it was a really bad score in Family Feud. But – uh, you would have a, a group of people. I think it was like one person. You get a shopping cart, and you were given a sh- supermarket, and you have to go and fit the highest value of food into your cart in like a minute. Oh, canned so beans. You're, so canned you're beans all day. Like you're literally running full tilt through a supermarket and just like arm out, angled to where you knock stuff into your cart and just like, <laughs> just like collecting. And then you go and you check out and and like that's oh wait, the thing. this is highest value. So you're like trying to put stakes in there. Well, I think it is. Or, yeah, I think it's you, highest value, but people are just like putting stuff in. So obviously, you know, we can meta game and go like, okay, highest value. But I think it's also like hype, hype, hype. So you get there in that moment, you're just like everything. Everything has a value. So, um, and you also only get a minute or maybe five minutes or so. So like, you can't necessarily like find the prices, pick and choose. Even if even if the prices may not be labeled on it. Because uh, I think it may be a set as opposed to a real grocery store, but yeah. it's kind of like those. Um, this was really. Old. I don't even know if you'd remember this, but they used to have a similar thing for like Toys R Us for kids on Nickelodeon, as in like run and go pick out the coolest toys and put them. It was literally like the same thing, but it was for toys. This was like old Nint- uh, Nickelodeon, not Nintendo, but old Nintendo or playing cards. But um, anyway, combine this. Combine this idea of a this uh, cooking show with a supermarket sweep for for like Dollar General, or like w- maybe not Walmart because Walmart has a little bit more diverse goods. I had to go into Dollar General yesterday and not knocking them. It's literally the nearest store to us, um, so it's like, you know, uh, we needed a can of heavy cream, uh, uh, or, or a carton of it to continue making a cake for a friend, and I and yeah, they probably just at, have one brand to pick from. They didn't have any, actually. Uh, so I ran to Walmart, and they didn't have heavy cream either. And I was like, okay. And then I went to uh, a grocery store in town, and they didn't have any either. Everybody had he- heavy whipping cream. Well, not Dollar General. But which, if you if you want to go by semantics, is not the same thing. It's 5% difference in fat content. So for certain desserts and pastries and stuff, that's super important. Just add some Crisco. Or mayonnaise. <laughs> It'll work. Actually, adding mayonnaise does do very well with cakes and stuff because I don't know if uh, you may have been joking, but I did an interview with Alton Brown last week. I know. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Like, that's something that uh, Caitlin was telling me because she does a lot of baking. She does a lot of cooking. And I don't mean like she's a girl, she cooks. No, she's like used to intern and stuff for this. And there's a lot of stuff that. She she's like yeah because I I do not like mayonnaise I just don't I'm a mustard guy not a mayonnaise guy and some and I think that may be where the the chips may fall she hates mustard loves mayonnaise so somehow we still work together it's because oh, we love and respect each other mayonnaise. but uh, right yes thank you but mayonnaise can make stuff creamier and a thing just in case the audience didn't know even though you are the audience and you do know 
Um, and it doesn't taste like mayonnaise at all. So, like, yeah, it's, it's I'm chemistry. okay with mayonnaise in stuff sometimes, like pimento mm-hmm. cheese sandwiches. I'll eat that. Yeah, and deviled eggs. I'll eat those. Even though when I was little, I used to just take out the yellow part that everybody liked. <laughs> <laughs> and like with a a lot of the sushi rolls, I like uses uses a spicy mayo, which yeah. which I mean I'm totally okay with. Mayonnaise to me is just. Bleh, like, I don't like uh, the idea of it. That, like, that makes me not like that it. you add the stuff to make it creamier. Yeah, and and it's like okay, but I don't really want my sandwiches to be terribly terribly creamy. Um, yeah. So you know, I like mustard. I like tangy sandwiches. But yeah. if you'd like to check out the interview we had with Alton Brown, it's that on we had <laughs> not ketchup with crab legs, but lemon puree or. <laughs> Puree or, or butter with crab, like something that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. We've never interviewed Alden Brown. But God. if you'd like to be on the show, he can Our email first us official at ketchupwithcrablegs at gmail.com. <laughs> Please email us, Alton. Um, and he's like, who? who Wait, we you? don't want to sound who? desperate. We may choose you. Yeah, yeah. We got a huge list of people to choose from. Please choose us. Uh, but, yeah, so speaking of reality tv show ideas i'm gonna try to give the nutshell version of this because now i've given this more thought but i don't know how much i talked to you about it but i'm just speaking it to the audience but um i had a dream the other night about this like a literal dream about a reality tv show a la big brother and survivor but it's held in a functional but otherwise spooky mansion in which it's supposed to be like a murder mystery party but so obviously the contestants can't kill each other because that's probably illegal or something. I don't know. And there are cameras in every room except the bathroom because they got to live in it and we don't want to peep on people peeing. Uh, and refs in every room to make sure. And you have to otherwise make sure that you get away you with You watermark it. over the area where the toilet is. I guess so. Like, blur it out. <laughs> it's still pretty creepy, but, you know. Big Brother doesn't. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, and then you have to air quote get away with murdering the rest of the contestants. So, like, have sugar And ideally pills. no one would find out, right? Exactly. Like, no, you get away with it. The only people who see it would be the 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 person who is being murdered sometimes. The person who and got then, got. And then the referee, which the referee is only there to make sure that the person who gets murdered calls their hit, essentially. Um, and we're talking, like, sugar pills put into drinks and, like, ah, it's poison, blah, or, like, um, fate or like you know otherwise non-threatening darts and like that's a poison dart or they're like using a cane or, or something like something as simple as that and all these are like prop weapons so they don't actually hurt anybody uh, and obviously there would be a strong sense of like you know because the hard part that we're having is how to uh, uh, push someone down the stairs without actually pushing them down the stairs and removing the 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 off chance that it they might go whoa and then actually fall down the stairs uh and by this i mean i'm trying to turn this into a party game and that's where i'm hitting the wall but otherwise that's and obviously like because of the fact that we got to rent out a mansion we got to make sure it's otherwise functional we got to buy a bunch of cameras and mics and then pay a bunch of referees the prize money is probably not going to be that much but i think it'd be a lot of fun um pride it's like that's what your like, prize is like clue 1313 Dead End Drive, um, a bunch of different games rolled into one, and I just love murder mystery games. <laughs> like, like I thought of uh, uh, maybe adding in an element of the supernatural. Like, it, it, 
like for instance, you know the little vampire fangs that you put in like Halloween style and they glow in the dark or whatever. Yeah, um, one person could be a vampire. <laughs> yeah, and like because right now the party game rules. The obviously we're not gonna have referees for the party game, but um, all the weapons are one time use, thus to inspire people to not go on a rampage with a hammer. Um, I do have a prop hammer. This is it's not a literal hammer, but um, the va- the vampire teeth would allow multi-use weapons as in like you could use your teeth air quote to bite air quote other players but you have to wear them for the rest of the party and good luck so you talking. Have to hide it. yeah good luck talking to people drinking and stuff like that without giving away the fact that you are the vampire um or maybe like the vampire teeth could be some, like if you were killed you have to be killed in a certain way or something like that i don't know but at that point i'm starting to make the game too complicated so as a whole me and the people that were collaborating on this um i can see it as a social voted thing. no like yeah. uh, like an escape house or something they yeah. they set you up with like a little murder mystery which Here i, are I mean rules. i guess they are you kind of do that i've heard of it get before. out and like that is it is an escape scenario you're supposed to survive it's like survivor in that sense only in that in in that those are the that's the word that they choose survivor um but i had planned this like if it were a tv show obviously we have like a a a huge budget we've been we're on abc nbc whoever does survivor and so i wanted this to be big brother so everybody's living in the mansion the entire time uh you were forced to socialize with each other and um, you've got to, uh, uh, there's like mini games like Survivor that you have to go. Maybe you can get immunity or something. Um, I'll leave it up to our panel of game creators and stuff like that to figure out like the semantics of the rules. But as a whole, um, I've had to adapt some of the rules for the party game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm really excited about getting that hammered out. I think we're going to try to debut this at least by December. Because usually, like, some of the crowd that I went to high school with get together every Christmas um, and or around Christmas. And I think we're going to try to spring it on them um, then. So I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> hmm. well, that'll be interesting to try out. And then maybe we'll report back and tell yeah, people I'll have to how keep, it went. keep you all updated on that. Now... But, now, what's interesting is other jobs that I think we could have... Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about Jeff Probst. He would be a cool job. Yeah, and then cool running job. our own TV shows, ideas. Being a little TV show producer would be pretty fun. Yeah, like a TV show host, because like, we had talked a while back, like ages ago. Or you could almost do like a reality TV show, but like do it through YouTube maybe. Oh, through to YouTube? To meet the new audience, you know? Huh, I uh, wonder, because like, the main thing with reality TV, or again, like, I'm going to go back to Survivor here, is even if you tried to watch it on the computer, you have to go to their website, and it's not a new episode. It's hard to keep track of ratings that way. And I, I, and since the bigger production companies are really hard on like ratings and viewings and stuff like that, I feel like it would almost be like pay-per-view on YouTube if they tried it. Oh, but, no. Yeah, if you did it on YouTube, you'd have to rely on yeah you know, views and, and monetizing the videos and stuff. Like, It'd be like small-scale production of a reality TV show. Yeah, it, it would be it's it would be uh, really expensive in its own right. And even then, like I'm thinking like streaming it on Twitch or something like that, there's a bunch of copyright rules that even if NBC.twitch.tv, whatever, like made their own channel, 
I'm not even certain that it would work out so well. I mean, obviously, like, we won't know until somebody tries it, but it's hard to stream television on Twitch for obvious reasons. Like, I don't know if you'd seen it, but there was, like, a, a big, uh, what what is it, M MMA fight that was um, going on last year, and a streamer streamed it, but uh. he but he had, a, a like, an Xbox controller in front of him. Because like there's an MMA game that looks really realistic until the gra <laughs> until the physics mess up, and he literally was sitting there like, oh man, that was a good punch. Like he literally sat there and pretended <laughs> to play this real fight that was going on, just because of the plausible deniability. And I was like, well, I was playing a game. Are you sure that we were streaming that fight? Um, <laughs> I don't know how successful that was in the end, but like I did watch a little bit of it. And it was really funny. He probably, like, any money that he would have made from that probably got taken away. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think it was monetized. I think he was only oh, uh, he was just doing, doing it. it just to stream it. Um, but, yeah, like, um, YouTube's a funny thing right now because, like, a lot of the people who either got famous on YouTube or is using YouTube as their job, um, there's a lot of, like, obviously when you have, when you're relying on a platform and a different and a company that runs that platform, for you for creating they can decide whatever stuff. they want and then yeah like, alter your career exactly because like there's a lot of um like you've probably noticed because both of us follow like channels that fo do firearms and such youtube's oh, kind of cracking them have down been on demonetized that demonetized and they're basically yeah. relying on patreon supporters and i'm just yeah. like even I forgotten like weapons like a historical yeah. channel it's like again it's more historical because Ian McCollum is the last guy to go like, welcome to my channel. We're doing high tactic, fast, uh, high speed, low drag, like tight pants, tighter groupings, tight like We're delta farce, and make explosions. And yeah, stuff like, like he that. is. You know, he's literally not like, like at all. Uh, hello guys, my name is Ian McCollum. Welcome to my channel, Forgotten Weapons. Like literally, like we're gonna talk about the cool historical aspect of this old ding dong firearm that, that we're going curious to and relic. <laughs> uh, exactly, like this thing, the bullets aren't even made for it anymore. We're not gonna worry about it. So like, yeah, it sucks to see that like a bunch of channels who, like, I can see certain channels like if they're like, okay, obviously like to James a Jager. certain degree. What's that? <laughs> Like James Yeager. Jay I actually haven't watched James Yeager. Again, He's like, like a really obnoxious, like, ta like promotes, like, being able to do tactical training and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and it's like, obviously, obnoxious. I still want to see videos of, like, three-gun competitions and stuff like that because those are really cool. I'd love to do something similar because it's an obstacle course. It's like a game show. I want to participate <laughs> with it. But um, just to kind of, like, tie that back in. But um, there's some there's some folks who I, I don't know. It's like the Instagram gun community. Uh, they're ble if they bleed over onto YouTube. There's a lot of stuff that I don't really care about that they do because there's this real this strong machismo that comes with the gun crowd. That like you gotta be built. You gotta be tactical. If you're not pr putting ten thousand rounds in your AR every day of your life, then what are you even doing? You're not gonna be prepared for nothing. And it's like really alienating. Yeah. For us, maybe normal gun guys. Like, I would say normal in that, like, we see a situation and we don't immediately assume we need a gun to fix it. And, like, we do like collecting. We do like the historical aspect of it. We're not FUDs, so we're not like, I only use oh, my you need bear a rifle. And a revolver. Yeah, no, like, but we're also not the people who, like, 
I have nine ARs and all of them do the same thing except they're slightly different because I got to be ready for X scenario. Situation. Yeah. yeah, like. See, uh, but the other thing is that I've noticed is starting to bleed out onto other channels that aren't even politically really charged, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard Philip DeFranco talk about it, how, you know, some of those changes has affected his income. Now, once oh, he gets yeah. so big, like, if you get as big as Philip DeFranco or get Mythical Morning or whatever, mm-hmm. you're probably really not too worried about it, honestly. You probably make a good bit. But yeah, and for, like, I feel like they're really crippling... I feel like they're really crippling the ability of new creators to come out and build up, which is going to hurt YouTube in the future, I feel like. Yeah, like uh, like you said, and, and like even then, Philip DeFranco, I would say, isn't politically charged, but is politically charged because he is covering political stuff. So like a lot of the comments that come from it are going to be politically charged. But I would say that yeah. as, like, even he says that he's not... I mean, But he's not it, like a biased one way or the other. He tries to be pretty neutral. You know... You, red's right blue's right he's not on either side he literally tries to be as unbiased as possible and i do respect him for that um caitlin really likes to watch um philip and as a result i like to watch philip too because i think he's a cool guy um but like even gaming channels like certain games get demonetized and like there's some things and it was the adpocalypse like when um what was it pewdiepie had that uh air quote mishap on a stream where he uh, dropped the end bomb. <laughs> where he dropped the end bomb. And like and that I think I mean, I don't think I know that scared a lot of advertisers thinking like YouTube is this corrosive entity of folks who support this kind of stuff when I think the exact opposite and then as soon as things started getting better, we had the ding dong Logan brothers who oh, yeah. like that one was, of them, one well, of them that's the Japan other thing. and like screwed it up for everybody like and the rest the of thing, us though, wanted to make like, videos about dead bodies and he ruined it for no I'm kidding but like uh, you know and then there was a second apocalypse as a result and then like oh well we have the remaining good Logan brother and then he did his own sir I don't remember what it was but I'm pretty sure Philip mentioned something about it so my resort my uh, resources are, or my uh, sources are shaky don't trust this uh, but I'm thinking that he screwed up too so like but what I don't like about it is how like how biased YouTube treats like, uh, treats their creators because like mm-hmm. you have the I mean we're resorting back to the gun crowd because that's what we know but the gun videos most of them are just giving you information about stuff they're not like they're, they're not selling stuff to you yeah I mean like they definitely didn't do anything remotely as bad as go to Japan and film a, a recently dead body but yeah. when Logan Paul does it they kind of gave him a pat on the wrist really. Yeah, compared to what they should have done. And also, that video didn't get cut down as quickly as it should have. Also, like, what's the processing for? If they say that, oh, like, obviously, like, you can't have a person watching all the content of YouTube all the time, right? Because that is a stupid amount of content being uploaded at any second. Information superhighway. The internet's a wonderful thing. But, like, there were claims that, like, oh, you know, like, everything gets reviewed, whatever, to make sure that it doesn't get posted. And, like, there were issues for a little while of gun videos not being able to be posted. Oh, yeah, they took down a bunch. Because, like, they hired, gun the, they apparently got it. a third-party company to start doing the reviewing, and that third-party company, uh, some people say, are a biased company. Like, they are politically active. Mm-hmm. And some people just say that they're just, they were kind of lazy at their job and just started taking down videos that had certain things in their title. They didn't really investigate too much. 
But yeah, yeah there's a big thing where they just took down a ton of videos and it didn't match what YouTube was saying is their standard or their policy, you know? Yeah, and, like, with the apocalypse, they started, like, cracking down on just, like, not safe for work material. Yeah, and 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 I was about to say... Or age-gating it, rather. Like, you gotta be 18 or older, you gotta be 21 or older. And, like, they were striking a bunch of stuff that wasn't inherently not safe for work. For instance, there is a ton of LGBT uh, and associated acronyms further creators on youtube who are like small time folk and that any of their videos that mentioned like lgbt uh BLT, were but were age gated for no reason and it's just they could have been saying like i am gay slash lesbian slash bi slash trans and i went to vote today and like that's not safe for work and it's like that's not okay or even talking about fairly like innocuous stuff like relationship stuff that like maybe younger folks in the acronym that need to hear that you know like not necessarily like watch out when you bone people it may be bad like not necessarily like that kind of relationship stuff but like don't get into you know really and it's it's funny though and it's like all of it's getting age striked and like it's not inherently not safe for work it's kind of that lazy we just struck everything out, so everything's to safe. Be and extra it's like, safe, yeah. Yeah, and it's like that's and, and it's not matching what YouTube was saying. So it's just like that. And I'd like to go back to the bigger picture of this. Like the bigger picture is like from what I understand, YouTube does this because their advertisers could get mad that their advertisements mm-hmm. go on a video that either they don't support or something like that. Which, you know, it kinda makes sense. You don't wanna accidentally have a advertisement for Clorox on a snuff film. Let's say like a security system and then that shows up on a, a gun video. Maybe they don't support guns or something like that. Yeah. But to have YouTube say that, you're admitting that Google, one of the largest, most advanced companies in the US, doesn't have the ability to select their advertisement to match them better. They don't have an algorithm yeah, or even I find that, that hard like, to believe. I'm like, Google, you you have probably the best ability to match advertisers dude, to videos. I or, have been playing this stupid little Tetris game on my phone, and since it's free, you get advertisements, right? Yeah. I am getting advertisements for not only Unicoi, but Amicalola Falls State Park and Resort at the yeah, bottom say, banner, and I used to work there. I am the one person that they shouldn't advertise. But it's like that algorithm either knows I used to work there or I'm in the re- – I mean, it's probably regional because I am here now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They definitely have the ability because I yeah. see advertisements that are uncannily geared towards me. And it's like, so you're telling me you have issues where you're putting the wrong advertisers with the wrong videos? Because yeah. I think that's just – a lack of, I don't know, work efficiency. Like you're just, someone's just doing a really bad job. You're lazy because you definitely have the ability to uncannily match advertisements to people. Caitlin they actually happened. even talk. They even talk about how like people's ability because you have the wide world of the internet, but people's mm-hmm. ability ability to search anything is actually narrowing because the more and more you search, Google learns about you, and then they narrow your searches to more what you have been searching. So it makes it harder for you to search outside of your search zone. Yeah. Like, they talk about that. So I find it really hard to believe that they can't match advertisers to the videos. Yeah, like, Caitlin, uh, the other day, or I say the other day, it was probably a few months ago, but um, 
she was talking to a friend, like literally talking with words to a friend in person about like engagements and engagement rings. A friend of ours is getting engaged. And so they're talking like engagement stuff, right? And like Caitlin didn't text this, didn't put it on the internet, didn't do nothing. But I'm thinking she had Facebook open on her phone, uh, if I rec- if I recall the story correctly, and like you know wasn't typing or nothing. And then like that la- that later that week, there were three advertisements in the sidebar for Facebook about like engagement rings and on YouTube engagement rings. Like yeah. you need an engagement and ring. Make- this and it's like okay. I understand, like, if you Google engagement rings or bird seed or I was on Amazon, look, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon <laughs> looking for, like, Nerf stuff or whatever. I understand my sidebars may reflect the stuff I've been Googling. I, I guess I get that. In our, with us being in this society, we get used to the rules that happen. But, like, she wasn't even typing nothing, dude. She was talking. I'm like, dang. And maybe, I mean, they could go as far as saying, oh, once you enter this age range, that's where most, like, a majority of people get married. So, you know, maybe you'll get some engagement advertisers sent your way more yeah. often. Stuff like that. But another bigger picture item to look at is, like, I, personally, I feel that YouTube kind of mistreats the content creators. Now, they're not employees, mm-hmm. so that's a kind of a finicky situation. Yeah, it's like contract But I think work. they mistreat them not necessarily that they're underpaid but the fact that they don't know how their payment is appropriated it's just like okay you get money from monetized videos okay is that based on views is that based on subscribers but apparently none of the youtubers know it's just a complex algorithm they're like yeah we don't really know how it works and i feel like if you're gonna one capitalize on people who Mm -hmm. do this and your incentive for them to do this for you so you can capitalize on them is to get paid they should know the system how they get paid you know yeah and you're also in that creepy territory that um youtube yes it's a private business so yeah they can do whatever they want to an Mm. extent but at the same time they're borderline a monopoly i don't know any other video broadcasting website that's anywhere close to as populism and two hold on you don't you tell me you don't watch vimeo on the regular (laughs) world star (laughs) That's where you watch the videos that YouTube doesn't allow. <laughs> yeah, snuff them. Uh, no, that's live leak. But yeah, like uh, they're—I mean—they are the recreational video site, or the site, the number one internet site for recreational video watching. I believe, like, because even then, like Vimeo, I think is like music videos i don't even know what the hell's on video but live leak is the stuff that's probably illegal to watch because uh, that's all i hear about it so obviously my rumor sources are 100 percent true but other than that like what else is there other than a friend recorded a video and emailed it to you which is archaic because i don't even think that would fit in the attachment field but, yeah at least uh, in the in the u.s youtube definitely dominates now i know in china they they probably have a another video broadcasting we have some chinese postdocs where i'm at and they watch like basically a chinese version of youtube because mm-hmm. you know china not too friendly with google yeah exactly and also i the only other option that i know of is to do the rooster teeth route which they existed before youtube so they were making their videos so and uploading them to their own website and yeah. then eventually they started putting their stuff on YouTube side by side with the stuff on their website. And 
So like they were directly monetizing themselves and by then, putting their own advertisements and those would be geared towards them. their own stuff and like so they've definitely came in at a you know a lot of people have will have their own opinions and issues with Rooster Teeth cuz they like they they have they have a a, a long history uh, and I say long because anything on the internet that's older than 2 years is long ago. Oh, did you um, hear RuneScape's ending? About time, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, All right, keep going. But, um, <laughs> hey, did you hear BMK closed? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the, the they have their own issues and stuff like that, but they came in at the right time or did the right things at the right time, rather, because, like, what, Newsground was the other option or Newgrounds was the other option, in like, or, like, You're the Man Now Dog was probably the only other option, and then they they made their own stuff, they built it from the ground up, and then now they have an, a veritable media empire at this point, like making not only game shows, but their own content, their own documentaries, their own like uh, a series of Let's Plays. They have, uh, and this also helps that they're purchased by full screen, so they have help in the distri- distributing rights. But like there was a while that they were, uh, there's a local, t- I say local, uh, TV uh, station in Austin that was broadcasting Red versus Blue on television. Um, hmm. on a certain channel and like uh, most YouTube creators or content creators in general don't see television stuff unless you're like Nerdy Dummies or any of the cooking shows that or what is it uh, there's one where she cooks while getting drunk in a kitchen or something like that I can't yeah, remember her name yeah. she got a TV show and and like that's that was the thing is that's the br- the the broadcast over and that you have to be in a specific certain type of channel to get a television show or and and I'm not counting YouTube red shows because like the slow-mo guys got a YouTube red show which is really good but um you know that's not a television television show but I'm thinking like going into this new era of entertainment I say new as if YouTube just came out but like we're no, it's in, definitely in the transitional stage, what, though, because like, like where cable, people are choosing YouTube over cable a lot. Cable is at a low time, uh, as a, as an all time low right now, and it, it's because there's so many other options. I mean, and we're not even counting streaming. I sites. mean, that's the thing. Like, like you can either like turn on TV and then click around and be like, find something, and be like, oh, I'm okay with watching that, or like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, th- I will watch that, or you can go on YouTube deliberately search for exactly what you want to watch. Mm-hmm. You know that's the the difference, and you have millions of creators, or even so you know you can Netflix find something super niche like that, that you want to watch. Like yeah, and then YouTube's got YouTube TV, which is actually a really good deal. Like let's say cable. cable. Like I haven't had, I've never purchased cable. I've never had to, luckily. So like what sixty sixty bucks a household maybe? Uh, let's just say medium range, maybe not the best, maybe not the worst. Sixty bucks a household. I don't care what other rights comes with it. You get a couple of TVs. The ability to watch TV, whatever. That is like I could get YouTube Red, Netflix, low grade Hulu, maybe even high grade Hulu, and like, and with YouTube Red you get Google Play, so you get that too, and you could probably do well. I don't know. It depends on. You could select like, two, three, four services for the same prices, like a cable package almost. Yeah, like Anything the only thing about I can basic. think of being more expensive is like if you do Amazon Prime because then you can get Amazon Prime Video, but there's a bunch yeah. of other stuff that comes with Amazon Prime, so I can't really it's not just a streaming service. Yeah. But even if you cuz even like, my friend was looking at it the other day and he was saying to get the like antenna radio. 
you got to get a cable box. Mm-hmm. And then that just gets you the basic channels. And then you had to buy something else. Anyway, and it came out to like, once he looked at it and getting just basic channels, it was almost 30 bucks a month. If yeah. you go look at YouTube TV, that's like 35 bucks a month. You get basic plus channels. And like, that being and said, you, if this net TV neutrality basically. stuff goes through, which hopefully it doesn't, maybe we'll be having a different conversation about this in the next few years. But at the moment, uh, it makes sense why people are leaving cable. Yeah. So maybe but, judging people's success on whether they made the jump from YouTube to actual television, maybe that is not that. Maybe that's kind of archaic um, in that or or antiquated. Yeah, and you think about some of the YouTube channels. They wouldn't do good on TV. Like, Good Mythical Morning, I don't think a lot of people would sit down at a certain time of day and watch that, you know? It's just something that you, like, if you have time, it's like, oh, I'd like to go catch up with, you know, Red and Link or whoever. Real quick, though, Live in the Morning with Regis and Kelly. (laughs) What about it? I'm saying the show isn't terribly different in, in concept. Two people are talking, there's morning in the title, and <laughs> they do stuff. Like So if we break well, it down to isn't it's even there bones. anymore. <laughs> yeah, Regis ain't even there. Then the guy that replaced Regis isn't even there anymore. It's just Kelly. Kelly's eternal. But, well, uh, that's, even that's a little antiquated. You know, Rhett and Link like, really, really started slopping off once they got the Link replacement. Um, no, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> like, it, so it's like, how but even that's kind of antiquated because you're, you're focusing on like people talking about pop media and, mm-hmm. and pop stars and stuff like that, which I think is the generation before us. Definitely, I don't think our generation. I mean, maybe they, maybe it's just me, but I don't really care too much about pop culture or, or pop stars and stuff like that as much. I care about I YouTube like, stars? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like it's changing, or we have more to choose from, or I think it's not really a um, that we don't care about it. I think. It's we're moving. We are in an era of more specialized stuff. We're talking about the advertisements are more specialized to us. We're able to watch what we want on whatever we decide to watch it on. It's not like how our parents or grandparents they had a TV that you had to walk across I'm the room really to change the with channel. The yeah, I'm really connected with Walter Cronkite and all this stuff. Like you, those were your options. You liked them or not? Like you picked three out of the ten or whatever. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So it's not even a sense of, well, we don't care about pop stars anymore because like there are still like you know Ariana Grande and oh yeah, and that's still, my like, one. Up with the Kardashians and stuff. Yeah, like and and there's True. other celebrities like Ed Sheeran and stuff like that who came up in like the past. I mean, Ed Sheeran's definitely been around longer than three or four years, but I feel like I didn't really start hearing about his name being dropped a lot for me, a person who doesn't actively look for it. I yeah. have now started hearing about it in my circles, and it's like th- that. So that means that their influence is still strong. So it's like they're still around, obviously, and they've changed sort of like how they are uh, uh, composed, rather. But like, since we're in an era of hyper specialization, like you can get anything, almost anything shipped to your house. Um, most things are an opt out system rather than an opt in. Um, we're kind of in a very, very, you know, like you don't, there's so many options on the market for anything that it makes it kind of hard to buy stuff sometimes because you have to compare everything. So it's like we didn't like that market of pop star, but, you know, I keep up with the Rooster Teeth crowd. I keep up with 
uh, like literally like I am on a first, like I'll sit there and say to like my girlfriend, we'll just be talking like first name, like Alton Brown, that is our household name. I would not call him a pop star. And I'll, obviously like he is not really, I mean, he's a pop star in my, my heart, but you know, he's not exactly like this huge glitz glamor suit. I mean, he is super famous, I guess, but like, yeah, I was like, he's pretty famous. He's pretty freaking <laughs> famous, but like, he's like Guy Fieri or Paula Deen. Yeah, or, or like Bobby Flay even, uh, which, I mean. But Alton Brown could be Bobby Flay. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, if anything, they <laughs> star both on the show, be Bobby Flay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, but, which, those are the best episodes because they have both of them on there. I love the both of them so much. But, yeah, so, like, we don't care about pop stars, but we care about our own people. Like, I'm Specialized like, oh. Specialized stars. I'm like, hey, did, so, you, did you see Gavin and Dan? They made a video about this, and it's like we're that's using true it's like hey did you hear Cher put out another album which even then that could still be a statement said today <laughs> that's <laughs> but, true because like now instead of being like oh yeah i know about um reba because i was hearing about her on the radio or the tv mm-hmm. now it's like oh i know about this guy because i specifically go and watch his videos mm-hmm. do you know about this guy no because yeah. you don't go out and seek his videos but i'll tell you about this guy yeah, it's like it's so it's a very hard to specialized celebrities now. I mean, you still have pop stars and you still have people that follow like the generic like oh you know he's into music or mm-hmm. he's big in TV or whatever. That's but, Drake or something. I don't know. Yeah. Now, I would also like to hit on another more serious note of like YouTube as a corporation, as a, a private company, they mm-hmm. have the right to do what they want and stuff. But you have to also see that. They play, they're starting to play a bigger and bigger role in just your First Amendment right of freedom of speech. Because mm-hmm. you can't argue that they're a huge platform for people to reach a large amount of other people, which is a big component of freedom of speech. And yet they can just take down videos and and demonetize people to discourage them from getting out to the people that follow them and support them. Yeah. So, yes, they are a private company, but do they have a responsibility to uphold the First Amendment and allow people to do things? Like, yes, um, PewDiePie, he dropped the N-bomb. Yes, he shouldn't do that. But should YouTube dictate whether his popularity falls off by, you know, demonetizing his videos or, or dropping his videos? Or should they leave that to the people who follow him? Well, it's a big question. For the most part, I think PewDiePie is a specific situation in that, like, he had been kind of... If I'm not wrong, he's still the biggest YouTuber. I haven't checked the numbers in a while. But the thing is, is, like, uh, yeah, they could drop... Like, there is definitely an issue with, like, a corporation deciding what our rights are. And, like, that is also kind of the era we're going into already in that everything's a private corporation or somehow tied to it. Therefore, because, like, for instance, like Amazon, like, it, it's... Yes, a, if YouTube Google, was a publicly like, run platform, it would suck. It'd be very inefficient. <laughs> well, and it's like, um, these are huge corporations, Google and Amazon, that are playing into our lives that it's like... Um, Specifically with Amazon, I, I'm I'm having a hard time putting my ideas in the words because I can go on a rant about Amazon about how I love their service, I hate them, uh, and I hate how convenient they are because they're making it to where it's almost impossible to shop online. Otherwise, 
and they're and the pay gate is high and also getting higher and if you the gate between using their regular service versus their prime service is starting to widen and then that can determine what you purchase and whether you get it and then also jeff bezos is a terrible ceo i mean he's good at making money he's a bad boss um so and like that's it amazon is literally a dystopia It, it is happening around us it is happening That'll be for a different episode, but yeah, isn't Amazon? They're the company that's looking at a new city for the headquarters and everything, right? Yeah, that's the thing. And all these cities are like clambering, clambering at it. But if you go back and read about like uh, he, he paid, Seattle, yeah, they literally like threatened to pull out. If they taken over the town and everything, basically, yeah. it threat and yeah, they can threaten to economically ruin them. Basically. And then also like, oh, well, we're gonna charge you like money tax for every employee you have in town, and they're like, cool, well, we're leaving. And then they're like, well, no, never mind. And it's like, that's not cool. For a little while, they were looking at Conyers, Georgia to for the next headquarters. And, and Conyers, <laughs> no, it was Lithonia, sorry, Lithonia, which is oh, okay. right up the road from Conyers. And yeah. they were like, we'll even change our name to Amazon, Georgia. And literally, like, every red alarm in my head's going, no, like, <laughs> no, don't. Like, because, like, we have air uh, warehouses out here. And, like, there's... You, if you have stories that about like bracelets that you're like improvise or not improvising but making so that you can track your employees hand movements to make sure that they're productive more often and that they're having to pee in bottles so that they it's a don't bit more 1984ish yeah yeah like okay that's still like uh uh not even first amendment stuff but it's like literally dystopian um, yeah, George Orwell type stuff. So if you haven't read any of George Orwell's books, please do. Start yeah, in 1984. We need That's to good. hook up a generator to his grave because he's rolling like a moaf. But um, <laughs> he's like, I was right. I was right. I was right. <laughs> no, I was right. I was right. I was right. Like the dirt is just like <laughs> like. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's we're uh, YouTube is uh, a corporation that does this and like yeah they do have to worry about their advertisers because they have to pay for the servers so people can do this but at the same time they do we are running into a corporation is making decisions as a whole on what that's rights we get to amem- uh, first amendment rights yeah and like very big with the gun channel if you think about it that way it's like okay even so you even can dissenting information like philip defranco the guy who is trying to be the most unbiased source yeah. of news is also demonetized. And yeah, it's, and, and it's like, like they were talking about how the third-party company they hired to filter the videos for demonetization and, and taking them down and getting them strikes and stuff, some people claim that they're a biased company. And that's a big issue when you're talking about a biased company yeah, if you're controlling contract- Yeah, if you're freedom contracting out... It's like you're encouraging one side over the other, you know. It's like how our dads, they like they're contractors and they build stuff, they fix stuff, right? And like I don't know, like usually a con- a contracting firm or folks, they are a bunch of people working together on one job and it gets it done really quickly. Our dads usually just do it themselves and it takes them a while to do it. Literally their advertising thing is like it's just two guys. We're just two guys who do, who do it, but we got to make sure it does right. Because there's so many times that they go behind or because there are times that they have sub subbed out the job. Like we got a tile guy in to do this while we do all this other crap. 
and that guy will do something wrong or will cut a corner or do something that isn't in their like their work motto or something like that and then they are now responsible for the mistakes that that guy made and it's like when youtube does this like when you hand off the job this is why it's so hard for me to ask for help because or on a project because i don't like handing off responsibility for something that's why group projects suck but speaking um, of handing off i want you to upload these videos or these podcasts <laughs> oh okay nice nice all right well when you <laughs> upload your own audio and then i can edit them together then i can do that also i gotta learn how to do an rss feed which is great because i know i've like, been what, trying to look that up so we've recorded <laughs> oh, still figuring things out yeah well once we figure it out we can start putting these out but yeah, not to not to get too deep into the the conversation because it's one of those that you can argue about all day, and you know, it, it's still yeah. you can still see both sides. But it's food for thought. That it's like, and, and like, you know, YouTube to, does play a big role in, in you, our YouTube rights. does this. I love YouTube. I like to make videos for YouTube. I'd like to continue making my channel. So I don't want to speak out too much. But it's that fear of speaking out that shouldn't be a thing. And that's, yeah, and like that that's they could just strike that, you down and like. Yeah, make you unsuccessful on YouTube. Exactly, and it's so and it's like, the do they it's need like, competition? YouTube has if you always think about, been videos made by people that they put up, and now like, and, it, and they it capitalize used to be, on those people. So there should be an amount of respect. Without for those the creators, what does YouTube do other than pay certain creators to make TV shows for them, like the YouTube exactly. Red Shows? Like without those creators that were started out small and then grew up and then were able to make these videos that you now trust to be on your red shows what are you other than a bunch of servers in a room that you have to pay for like that's what i'm saying they should have more respect for the creators and and the consumers they should have a very open policy about how content creators get paid they should mm-hmm. have an open policy about what is allowed and then stick to that and try and be fair about it, you know? Don't just strike videos down that you don't really know about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe the option would be to break it up like a monopoly. I mean, it is a monopoly. And if you think about, like, Google or, yeah, Google. I mean, it was a monopoly at one time. They broke it up. And what came out of that? No. Apple, right? Uh, Wasn't that a... There, I thought that was a thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was broken up as like trust. Well, it wasn't style, broken up. It wasn't broken but I'm up. But people left and then developed because like there was a thread of breaking up monopoly if something else didn't come up. Now, from what I understand, though, I was about to say uh, it's been a while since I've researched. Th- this is like I may I may, ha- I may have spent six years learning about history. I didn't go up that far. <laughs> And I'm also not a computer technician, so I don't want to say something and be wrong about it. I'd like to do that about other subjects. I'm perfectly okay with. But I feel like because this is <laughs> super, 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 super researchable, and I'm not researching at the moment, I don't want to say anything hard. True, true. We'll hold off on that. Yeah. But it is breaking up the company or offering Silicon some kind of competitor an option. spends a lot of time splitting up and working for, for other folks. So that is that part is true. So, Yeah. I think it'd be a, a huge opportunity for, like, I mean, this isn't really a, I don't think it's a thing anymore, but investigative reporting, like, uh, what's that book called? The Jungle or something? Uh, oh, up yeah. Up Sinclair, and you research the, the meatpacking industry, try and 
you know, rile up a, a workers' union and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. then people just create the FDA out of that, and that's what they got out of that. Yeah. But, like, if you could do, like, some investigative reporting into YouTube, I mean, that's, like, a modern-day scenario, I feel like, of just kind of, like, pulling out the facts of, like, what is happening. Ironically. Do advertisers even know, like, what they're paying for? Like, they pay for advertisements, but do they have any idea how many how many views they get on their advertisements? Like, I have yeah. no idea. and also, like, I'm and not if they certain, are on but like, don't you gotta click on it for it to monetize? Like, yeah, I believe so. And then what keeps Google? I mean, they have all these employees and stuff. What keeps them from having a a click tank? <laughs> yeah, like just to promote advertisers. Here's the thing, because that is click tanks, as you said. That's a huge Those industry a overseas. Like, and that's only because we know about them. We could have them here. In that, like, you know, the ghost profiles, like. That's the thing, like, when people donate their phones or, like, you know, put your cell phone here or whatever, like, those do, like, may get recycled, air quote, into other phones. But I am almost certain, I haven't looked up anything about this, but, like, that those go to click tanks so people can make a profile on Instagram. And then that's where all those 5,000 free followers, that's how, like, all this stuff happens. Yeah, basically they burn their phones. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I think that'd be a really cool investigative reporting thing that someone could do. Ironically, you couldn't post anything <laughs> about it on YouTube. Yeah. So. It could be an investigative blog and then on YouTube. Yeah, good luck getting any traction on that blog. <laughs> it's on Tumblr. Ah, oh, dang, it didn't <laughs> post. Like, hmm, now it's time to research them. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess, and it's a complicated mess to try to understand. And we're not even, and like that's being, and that's coming from folks that are in the industry. We are not even. Yeah. Uh, we don't even. Have I have a clue dipped about li- the ins and outs. I've literally dipped my toe to into it, and that's just, and that toe consists of I am making videos, and that's about it. Like I have not, like, delved into this as a career, nor do I plan to. Would I like to? But yeah, it'd be totally, really interesting. But- if they did, like, come up with some kind of a, almost not necessarily a union, but something like that, we like. A lot of the top creators just decide, like, okay, we're not going to post anything for a week. Yeah. Nothing at all, you know? As usual, and they would I think maybe even make a final video a before idea. the week before the week starts and make a final video and be like, hey, please don't even go and watch my old stuff this week. You know, we just want a week where their ad revenue severely drops so they can see how important the creators are mm-hmm. to the success of YouTube. And then maybe YouTube will be a little bit more respectful of their creators and consumers you know yeah definitely like as usual i think uh, uh a workers union would be a great idea i'm not advocate advocating for socialism or anything like that but as a result of history and throughout history when the folks who are being who are the backbone being of the labor on. who whose whose labor is the thing being capitalized on exactly how you said once they get together and realize, oh, if we don't do anything, they're screwed. And there then... has to be a check, or else they will go unbalanced. And you know, mm-hmm. if someone tells me I can make more money, of course, nine out of ten people would do it. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and a big company like that, they don't see the individual stories of someone who's like, oh, I was successful on YouTube, or you know, I was trying to be, but it didn't work out because mm-hmm. they're so restricted. They just see the money bottom line it's too small to try and see every single person's story and how it affects every person yeah so at the end of the day when you just see oh i can make more money if i do this most people would choose that without the 
backstory or without the relevance of the backstory, you know? You yeah. You just see the bottom line, you're, of course, going to make that decision. Yeah, definitely. So you need that check of, like, not a revolt, but, like, a... Kind a of a strike. Resistance. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a strike. A raid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's interesting. Um, interesting to think about. Interesting topics there. Yeah, yeah. Good good work, guys. Pat self on back. <laughs> We figured, you got any, we any figured cool it out. Products to talk about, lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, yeah, like I've tr- <laughs> I've tried some stuff recently. Um, nothing too crazy, yeah. but the, you may Heroin. notice a, <laughs> a, a a train of thought here. So I'll start with the first. Um, so Oreos come out with a few new flavors. Um, to look, please stuff. don't stop. Okay, she she likes to bite on buttons. And quadruple I'm, stuff. I'm wearing a shirt with buttons, but not quadruple stuff, but cherry Neapolitan. cherry cola flavored. You. Um, that does not sound good, I will say. It has poppin' candy, aka Pop Rocks, inside <laughs> the the uh, the, the meat filling. of it. The yeah, the filling. Um, and I will say, pretty good. The thing is, do they pop when you put dip them in milk? I don't know if you do. Hey, real quick, ask your ask that question again, and remember who you're asking. <laughs> you're uh, dipping them in milk. You don't have to drink it. I don't dip nothing in milk other than. Peanut butter crunch. So, um, <laughs> oh, did you ever try warm cereal real quick? Oh, dang it! I forgot. We have a we have cereal. We have a microwave. I can do that. When I suggested last time, I did not <laughs> have cereal, so I'll have to try that. We'll um, bring you up to date as soon as we try it. Yeah, as soon as I remember. Hold on, I'm gonna write myself a note. I need to get a better cereal to try it with because uh, Honey Bunches of Oat I don't think will be a good warm cereal. Cereal. I think cinnamon toast crunch or peanut butter crunch. Uh yeah, I I have peanut butter crunch, so I'll t- I'll test that one for you. But um, maybe I'll go cinnamon toast crunch and try it. So, but yeah, they pop in your mouth while you eat it. It's pretty good, but they are really sweet. Like their their flavor profile is rather sweet. And if you like me use Oreo as a dinner substitute, sometimes you can't do it <laughs> with cherry cola flavored Oreos. It is too sweet to continue. Though I feel they like are, all Oreos would be too sweet to to replace dinner. Well, sometimes people are. <laughs> well, some don't people are allowed feel, to be wrong. <laughs> some people are allowed to be wrong. Yeah, but um, no, the hierarchy right now, uh, my personal account, is vanilla Super Oreos meal. at top, regular Oreos next, cherry cola are a hard three. But that's because of the that's just what I have mentally on deck right now. All um, right, so let me get this straight. Your ranking is vanilla. Yes. Regular. Is yes. that regular stuff? Eh, just regular. Uh, I prefer regular stuff. Double stuff is okay. I Actually, the more cream in it, the less I like it. Because I actually like the And then like you the like cookie. this Cherry Pop Rocks third. Yeah, but that's only because there's the only three that I know of at the moment. Um, I'm going to give you my ranking real quick. They have a lemon flavor right out, out now. and that I, 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 I think and, they have a Neapolitan. Oh, my God. And I think they might even have a peanut butter. Peanut butter sounds peanut butter all right. would be good. Now, my ranking, like I'm, I'm not an Oreo, uh, I don't know, expert, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, my ranking would be the normal Oreos, but double stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like mega stuff. That's way too much. Mega but stuff's, double stuff's yeah, good. Yeah, way too much. Uh, the regular ones are a little bit too too crackery. But, um, I love and then vanilla. The Vanilla's good. And I can do regular stuff on the vanilla because that's a better cracker. It is. Yeah, vanilla's super good. And then third, um, maybe the peanut butter. I've never tried it, but... 
It'd probably be better than the cherry pop rock. I think I would Neapolitan. love the lemon ones. I love lemon flavored stuff. So you should find that should be a Neapolitan should be good, like a strawberry cracker, bro, uh, cream filling, and then a chocolate cracker. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Boom. if it doesn't exist, <laughs> it should. I love it already. Uh, I want a hundred on my desk by Monday. Wait, but today's what's Monday. Better, Oreos <laughs> or sugar wafers? Oreos. Sugar wafers may be the breakfast of champions, but that does not replace Oreo. Um, I don't like sugar wafers. Sugar wafers but are yeah, good. They do I, have I that Neapolitan market down. They do. And they have a coconut one. <laughs> and by Neapolitan, they're just all sugar. It's sugar wafers. <laughs> anyway, uh, they also, in the three new flavors, I think it's like fireworks, which is just popping candy, I believe. Then they have the lemon. Then they have buttered popcorn, which, pff, no, that doesn't sound too great to me. Because if it's popcorn flavored and it doesn't have that popcorn crunch, get it out of my face. Um, and then the cherry cola. Now, second product. Cherry cola flavored Mike and Ikes. Did you just look up cherry cola flavored stuff? <laughs> no, but I realized yesterday that I just purchased three different snack things that happened to be cherry cola flavored. Um, because I like cherry Coke. So, and I like. I can't art- input on this because I don't really like Mike and Ikes. My, yeah, you don't like fruit, chewy candy. Um, so yeah, uh, I understand. I'm in my, I'm in my wheelhouse right now because I love fruit, chewy candies. The the faker the better. Um, but they're okay. I mean, I just ate them. I didn't really think. I didn't sit there and reflect on it. They they the mouth feels like a Mike and Ike. The crunch is. Like, I mean, it's not really a crunch, but like the the bite feel is a Mike and Ike. The umami is Mike and Ike. Uh, is is similar. Taste sort of like cherry cola it's kind of got this like dark cola flavor in it and then cherry i mean i can't really go into in depth i just ate the box whatever um but they're in a very classic style packaging at the grocery store i went to yesterday looking for freaking heavy cream so that's retro packaging does work it does and also i was like ooh, what's this oh it's a dollar and it's cherry cola and it's mike and ike and retro packaging all right like so i got it now my third right, product before you announce your third one i want to okay. guess it is it a candy? Like, is it kind of like in this category? Okay, real quick, it is in this category. I did say it was a snack type thing. I was a little inaccurate about it being a snack. Just more like a meal. A cherry cola flavored chicken chicken sandwich. No, um, <laughs> but it's. I, I well, you can get. I'll give you a guess. I'm not certain that I was a very reliable narrator in. What well, now I'm not be. confident. I'm gonna just say popcorn. Oh God, no, Jesus! Uh, no, it was it was a cherry cola, but it's not cherry Coke. So yesterday at this uh, grocery store, so in the town that I'm at, are you talking about cheer wine? No, oh my God, I need to try cheer wine though. Um, oh, it's everywhere in North Carolina, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's from North Carolina, so <laughs> that makes sense. It's better than cherry Coke. I'll give it that. Really? Okay, I definitely yeah, gotta try. I'm it not then. a big fan of cherry Coke, I, and I'm not a huge fan of cheer wine. I like. Regular Coke better or Mr. Pib, which is apparently a cherry-flavored drink. I did not know that until Really? They call it a cherry-flavored drink. Wow. Okay. Now, Mr. Pib tastes significantly better out of the machine than it does in the bottle. Like, most do, but this one's like... Most do, yeah. This one's got a bigger difference. Anyway, keep going. I'll have to try it out. Um, So, something... So, uh, we have only two grocery stores, and I'm counting uh, Walmart as one of them. Uh, in town the other one is what used to be called a fresh and frugal it's now called fresh and low it is a it used to be a piggly wiggly 
just literally looking at the inside construction of it uh, with wood paneling and mirrors along that back wall and everything. So hmm. I went in, and because it is a uh, it is a budget grocery store, um, they on the outside. So uh, back in middle school, back in my day, I used to save a quarter from my lunch, and then at on the way from the ride that would take me to my mom's school while so she could take me home, we would stop at a gas station and they had soda that you could buy for a quarter. And I would, uh, or it was like 24 cent. And that, that is probably the closest thing I can get to an old person story. Um, and well, gas was a dime back in my day, but yeah. And like the soda was not very good. It was not, it was literally called crystalline. I think it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Uh, so I found a machine at this grocery store that sold soda for a quarter. And I was like, okay, well, I gotta. So, like, I uh, acquired a quarter, and um, I went to it. And so I think it's called the brand is called Best Choice. And I said, well, that's a pretty uh, laudable claim. I think I'll test it. And I <laughs> and we're talking, like, it wasn't even buttons that had a picture of the soda. It literally had a plexiglass case that had the actual physical cans in it, and you had to push, like, the arrow pointing towards the can. And I'm saying that they probably could have picked better looking cans because half of them had like dents and looked like somebody had just crushed them, pulled them back apart and then set them up. It was just recycled black bean cans. <laughs> it just like best choice written on it. So we're talking, so the Dr. Pepper equivalent was Even called, the branding was recycled. It was best choice black beans. By all means, <laughs> it. if I was just a regular person, everything about this, I probably should have shied away from it. But knowing me... It's a quarter, and uh, I mean, my risk-reward is pretty low at this point. I, I, I wasted a quarter for a crappy soda. Wow, neat. But it actually wasn't bad. So what I did not intend to try... You're now trying to scoop the toolbox, you ding-dong. Oh, my God. He's talking to his cat. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> but, um, so the Dr. Pepper was called Dr. Choice. I think Mountain Dew is Mountain Refresher or Refreshing Mountain, something like that. Everything else had very generic, like orange, lemon lime, stuff like that. So I tried to get the Dr. Choice because normally I don't immediately go for the Dr. Pepper equivalent, but I felt Dr. Choice was too funny, and that was an Instagram post right there. So I hit it, and it was like, sorry, we're out. And I'm talking literally, sorry, sold out. And I was like, okay. And I was like, all right, regular cola. And it's like, try another selection. Like, it had different customized <laughs> turn. It wasn't just like, we're out, beat it. So I was like, I can't remember what my third choice was, but I was like, you know what? And most of them were out. I'm, I'm imagining, like, because the region that we're in, quarter soda goes quickly. So I was like, screw it, cherry. And, like, I hit it, and, like, that, I got that one. So I was very excited. And I was like, I'll try out this best choice cherry cola. And, um... It's pretty good. Um, it's not quite cherry coke because like that's a little bit more concentrated. This was kind of like a lighter cherry coke. Um, it wasn't just a cherry flavored soda. It was a cherry flavored dark soda. Um, so it was pretty good. Uh, I think if you got a quarter and you find one of these machines, which I doubt you will, it's not a bad choice. Now, albeit, you know, is it the best choice? It was the best choice for a quarter. That's for dang sure. It's better than the <laughs> the cherry crystalline that I used to get. But um, yeah, it's definitely better than Fago or whatever like equivalent off brand options. Yeah, like it was definitely better than that. So 
man, she is real jebby all of a sudden. But yeah, so th- those are my three product reviews at the moment. That's what I've done. I literally tried the well, no, the, the Oreos I've had, and I haven't been able to finish them because I can only have one or two at a time. And like, if anything, that's a good way to regulate my consumption because again, I tend to eat Oreo by the sleeve. But um, it it it's a bummer, and and I am being accused for that I don't like them too much, or maybe it was a ridiculous novelty purchase where you eat only a few, realize it's not that good, and then you leave them alone. I literally can only eat one or two at a time. Once things get a little too sweet, that's, I just can't eat any more sweet for the rest of the day. Um, hmm. So I, I'm taking it very slow. They do come in smaller packages, though, than the big like Oreo like containers. They come in like more square shape as opposed to rectangular. Um, so... It, the stakes are a little bit lower uh, in terms of, like, you know, you're not getting a family size box of the novelty cereal. You're getting the respectable normal size box. To see if you like it. To see if you like it. Um, I do wish that it came in a smaller box, a la the sampler style boxes that cereals come in. But, um, yeah. you know, water under the bridge or Oreos under the bridge. Um but yeah, so that's that's what I have about that. So I think that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk a little bit about next week because I kind of came up with an idea halfway through. I thought it'd be exciting to uh, pick out ten flavors of pop tarts or something. Ten flavors of pop tarts and rank something them? like that. We'll figure it out in private. Um, or if we have the audience vote, which right now is me, <laughs> me so and you, dang, we'll it's a tie. It private. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll pick out ten flavors, and then we'll individually rank them, and then reveal them on the next show, and then with our combined rankings, tell everybody which pop tarts the best. Even though I think I have a really good idea which ones are the best, knowing me and you. <laughs> Hard mode. It can't be brown sugar and cinnamon. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that more next week, I guess. All right, uh, this is us signing out of KWC Podcast. What is the title of this one? The ti- Oh, my God. I'd- Maybe we'll have to wait some more. And Catch 23, works. YouTube dis- uh, dystopian investigative reporting book. Man, that's a hell of a title for the first official episode. The f- second first official episode. Second first official episode. <laughs> first official episode, addition to. Addition to uh, Catch 23. Re- revision 1. <laughs> But yeah, that pretty much sums it up. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to another podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this one, and uh, we greatly appreciate if you can rate, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, Just let us know you're out there and let us know what you like or dislike. Uh, We want to be interactive with our audiences. Uh, We really appreciate any feedback we can get. Don't forget you can reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Catch Up With Crab Legs and be ready for the next episode.